Hello, listeners. Thank you for tuning in again to another episode of the Full Frontal Living podcast. And this week, I am joined by a guest again. And these guests are so special because I want to introduce you to Monique, who's a client of mine. We've been working together for six, seven months now. And uh, her story is really, really remarkable uh, around her emotional transformation, physical transformation, like what has happened because of the emotional transformation, what's transpired with her physical transformation. And I just think it's so important to bring on people who've had the experience of doing this work, who've been in the trenches, so that you can understand what is possible for you if you're listening, thinking, well, I could never do that, or how do you even start? So thank you for coming on today, Monique. It's great to see your face. You guys can't see her face, but I can see her face. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm so grateful that you're taking the time to share your story with me and to share your story with the listeners. So tell us, tell everybody, where were you when you started this work? And tell us a little bit about who you are and, you know, your whole jam and tell everybody about your amazing business and how we met. And Okay. Thank, well, first, thank you for having me. I'm a little nervous, but super, super excited and love you to death. So um, absolutely, I'm so happy to be here. Um, so um, I am an owner of the bakery that I started. We're actually coming up on our one-year anniversary um, this next month in August. Um, and it's been a whirlwind journey in the last year. Um, I actually first met you, Lisa, um, at a retreat, um, that was, uh, put together around, um, bakers, uh, and bakery owners and in California. And I don't know if you remember this, but, um, one day, I don't know, I was having a moment and it was like one of the first times that I was really away from my son. Um, and I was having a moment and you, you, you just picked up on that intuitively, I think. And you said um, some stuff to me that was pretty profound. And it really, when you said it, I was like, holy crap, she's like looking through my soul. And like, I didn't even say anything to you. And you're just like reading me. So um, at that moment, I knew, I said, wow, this lady's got something. um, And I just need to be with her where whatever she's doing. Um, And so then we um, embarked on the weight loss from within um, you started, you, you sent that program out to us and um, that was a little too heavy for me the first time around. Um, I, it sent me into some really deep, dark places that I didn't really want to go and did, did not intend to go. Um, and so quite honestly, I, I backed down from it. I just knew it was just too much too soon for me. Um, and then that's when I realized that um, I really needed to do some more um, deeper, um, in-depth, one-on-one, um, because I felt like if I I couldn't get through something like that, a program like that, without having someone there with me to 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 make sure I don't get stuck in dark places. So I was really scared. Um, and so then that's when we started our one-on-one coaching. Um, that that was and that was a big step for me as well. Um, I really wasn't sure if I wanted to do it because I'm a private person and I don't like to share. And I just felt like, wow, you know, um, but I knew that I knew something needed to change. I was not happy where I was um, in life anywhere. Um, um, my work was, my 
bakery was consuming every moment of my life. Um, I was not being the best me I could be. Um, struggling with my weight, obviously, um, and just really having having some real trouble getting through. And I made the I just finally made the decision um, that I was just going to dive in and and go where Lisa was going to take me. <laughs> and I'm so glad you did. And that retreat was such so that was put on by Janelle Copeland, mm-hmm. the Cake Mamas. She mentors people who are growing their businesses, taking their bakeries or home-based businesses and helping them learn how to be profitable because so many, so many of us, we're so good at what we do, whether it's cake decorating or coaching, but then we don't actually know how to run a business. So this retreat was such a cool opportunity for me because, you know, now we've dropped the fitness girl, call myself the fitness girl, uh, into the middle of bakers with cookies. And I remember opening the pantry and just being like, Oh my gosh, I need to go upstairs far away because I, what you guys may or may not realize about me, I love candy. I love sweets. So it it was like putting the drug addict in the middle of the drug house again, right? The recovering (laughs) drug addict. And then all you guys were telling me, oh, we don't actually eat this stuff anymore because we're around it all the time. And I was jonesing. I'm like, oh my goodness, especially the caramel apple night, but I digress. We're going back in. It's going to be, it's, it's an amazing uh, group of women. And I was so grateful to be a part of that. So you're right. Everybody got access to weight loss from within, which is actually a self-study program. And I just closed doors on running it live. And I think what you said is really powerful when we haven't ever slowed down enough to look at the stories that we're telling ourselves. And that's what weight loss with within is all about is it's a self-guided in this case, you know, I'm running it live, but it's a self-guided program where you get to reflect on what's going on in your head. And what happened for you is you got into it and you realized I had no idea this was going on in my head. And I was wrestling with all of (laughs) it. It got a lot because it is so hard to stay in the room with our own discomfort. It is so challenging to be present with the things that you know, with the stories that we bring up, like when we realize that it's like standing in the room with a bunch of monsters surrounding you that you've spent your entire life running from. And that's what most of my clients, when they come to me, they don't, you know, they're starting to realize that there's so much stuff going on for them that they don't want to be present to. And that's, what's making them feel so crappy. That's why they're struggling with their weight. That's why they're struggling with their health. That's why they're working all the hours or they've lost themselves in their children, right? Everything becomes about everything else because we literally do not know how to be in relationship with ourselves. And I know that sounds so funny, but look at your life. If you're listening to this thinking, wow, that sounds like me, look at your life. If you can't spend 30 minutes by yourself doing nothing, not cooking, not cleaning, not baking, not walking, not exercising, but just sitting for, you know, 20, 30 minutes by yourself. That says a tremendous amount about how disconnected you are from yourself and how unwilling you are to be in that quiet space. So I was really proud of you when you reached out and said, you know, I need help with this because you had two options. You could have just shut the door of the closet again. Right. I'm not going to lock it and locked it. Right. I'm just going to numb this out for another couple of years. But you realize that you couldn't unknow 
some of the things that you would let out. Like you'd open the closet, you'd turned on the light, you saw the mess that was in there. Right. And you were like, wait a minute. I, I know that there's something better for me. So we started our work together. So how were you feeling about yourself? Like what was the biggest thing when you started weight loss from within that you discovered about yourself that you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't even know this was here. Wow. Um, that's a good question. There's, there was just so much and just, it was just even really the, the first um, day just doing the journaling around how I felt about myself. Like that was just um, so, so eye-opening and, and really one of the reasons why I really wanted to do the one-on-one um, just because I recognized there was so much, I would, I don't want to say hatred, but just so much hatred um, that I internalized towards myself um and and the the stories when you say stories for me that <clears throat> that uh, includes the stories that run in loops in, in your head you know you're here that you're, you're that self-talk thing um that was a huge thing for me um when we first started um just a huge it just was non-stop and it was not good stuff <laughs> you know um and that was really one of my main goals is just trying to get that that to stop um, or, or change the conversations that were happening in my head Did you, with myself. <laughs> right. Did you realize before you started journaling around that, what you were telling yourself? No, um, not at all. I never even really paid attention to it or, or paid, even thought that it was there until I started journaling. I went, wow, this is the stuff that I'm saying to myself all the time. Um, and, and it, it just was really eye-opening because it's weird in a way to say that, that I didn't really recognize that I was doing that until I wrote it down. But that's really ultimately the truth. Um, it didn't really, um, it didn't make sense. It didn't, it didn't sound, it, it didn't sound like me until I wrote it down. Like, wow, that is, the, that's me. That's what I'm saying all the time. Yeah. So day, day one, as you're listening to this, if you're like, well, what was the question that I, that I asked? Like, what was this like big aha question? And I've got, I've got day one in front of me and it simply is, how do you feel about food and your body? And I ask my clients to write out everything you say about, say to yourself about your body, all the emotion you feel about it, all the emotion you felt about food, everything, and brain dump it. And that's when we get clarity is when we have the courage to get quiet and actually get present with ourselves, right? We don't, right. most people don't sit around going, what am I thinking about today? Yet we're driven constantly by our thoughts and our thoughts and our emotions are so connected, right? right? So once you got the thoughts out on paper, now you had to realize and be present to how does it make me feel knowing that this right. is what I'm thinking about myself every day. So, so many women discover that they're in this place of self-loathing, self-hatred self towards their body, a disconnect with their body. They literally feel like their body is a separate entity from themselves. Right. Um, and then it starts to make sense why we're not 
making it a priority because when you hate something, you don't want to spend time with it. When it's not good enough, you don't want to take care of it. Right. And we can't change our relationship with our body until we understand the thoughts and emotions that are driving the actions that we're taking. So this is why weight loss is so backwards because we go into the doing phases. Well, I'm going to eat healthier. I'm going to exercise more. And then we fall off the wagon. We don't understand why. Well, when the internal dialogue is, I hate my body, nothing is good enough. It'll never change. Look at my thighs. I hate my stomach. It doesn't matter how much doing you do. That's not going to change the dialogue. When you change from the inside out, the physical transformation follows. So let's talk a little bit about kind of some of the work that we dove into because we ha- we've had to do a tremendous amount of unpacking around how can we get Monique to this place where she can be more loving, accepting, nurturing uh, to your body? How can we actually create this healthy relationship with you? And I would love for you to talk about where you're at now with that and what you do to nurture yourself now and how much that relationship has changed. Right. So this is, this is, wow. Um, so it's, it, you know, it's sometimes it's a little bit hard to kind of think back because it's like, no, I'm not, that's not, that's no good anymore. That's not, I love not it. good enough for me anymore. Um, but so we, we did do a lot of work and, and the mirror work was, was really, um, I think monumental in terms of shifting of the mind sh- mindset shifting for me um and and i don't know you know how deep you want me to get into all of that but um just i you know just you talked about being disconnected um from your body and and so much so where you're not even you will not even look at yourself in the mirror like you, you don't have any mirrors in your house that go below your neck like i mean that's that's the, the extent um where where i sunk to or, or was at um, and so through our work together, I, I think the first major um, thing for me was, was feeling like getting to a point where I, where I felt like I was enough. Mm. And, and once I, once I kind of started to do that work and started to really make um, myself um, understand that I am enough, um, then the rest of the stuff kind of was easier to get through because when you don't feel like you're enough, good enough, smart enough, thin enough, white enough, dark enough, you know, whatever, blonde enough, um, you know, you then become a non-person or non, non-worthy of anything in your life. And so um, getting through that um, and, and really getting to a point where I feel like, you know what, I am worth it and I am worthy and um, has made it a lot easier. So I make, I've been making since we've been working, I've been making a lot of different um, positive choices for myself because I'm worth it. So if, you know, if I am just, and this is a silly example, but you know, if I'm, if I get an order at at the bakery um, that I really just not into, like just, just not my thing. Like I'm just, no, if I can't do it, sorry. And before I was not, no, I was not able to say, no, I had to do anything, you know, whatever people wanted, whatever they asked, I did it because, you know, I wasn't good enough. And if I did it, then maybe that would make me better and make me make people like me more or what have you. So that's a little teeny example, but, um, you know, now, uh, currently I am making a lot of, a lot 
better choices when I am um, wanting to eat something. Uh, if I'm hungry, I'm just making better choices and not because I'm saying, um, you know, that I can't have this or I can't have that because I, ha I do. I have ice cream occasionally. I have, you know, a cupcake. You can't work in a bakery and not have a cupcake occasionally. <laughs> um, but um, it, it's, it's a different perspective now when I make those choices where previously it was like, well, then I would beat myself up for two weeks because I had a cupcake. And then I'd have another cupcake because, you know, well, I messed up already, so I may as well have another one. And um, But now it's different. It's like, okay, you know, you want a cupcake, have a cupcake. You know that, you know, you're not really smart thing for your body to feed it so much junk. So just make good choices you know, make better choices that are going to um, feed you, you know, physically. Um, and so, yes. Nurturing yes. choices, right? You're making a play. Yeah, yes. You're making choices, not from should I or shouldn't I eat this, but right. yes or no. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the cupcake is the most loving thing you can give yourself, right? Because food is joy and pleasure, but it's learning the difference between, am I eating this because it's about joy and pleasure and you know, I'm just choosing to have a cupcake versus I'm trying to numb out and not feel, and I'm not right. this, and I'm making this unconscious choice. And, and what I right. ask all my clients to do is just check in and say, does this, is this the most loving thing I can put in my body? Is this the most nurturing thing I can give myself right now? Because sometimes what you really need isn't food. Sometimes you do need a cupcake. Um, I like to say I, I've never really had a cupcake until I had Janelle's fancy cupcakes, <laughs> yeah. right? Like true bakery cupcakes. I think another thing that I wanted to loop back to when you were talking about the work around feeling good enough and feeling worthy, I think this is so important for the listeners to really get is that when we're doing everything else for everybody else and we're putting everybody else in front of us, that is a symptom of low self-esteem, low self-worth, and feeling like we're not good enough because we're literally trying to find our worthiness in being a good person, in being a good mom, in being a good friend, in being a good business owner. And, right. you know, I know when I realized that I had really low self-worth, it was devastating because who wants to admit that about themselves? Wow. I really <laughs> on the inside am not being very nice to myself and don't think I'm worthy or deserving of so many things. And that is really the work is then saying, okay, what do I need to do every single day to put a deposit into my self-worth piggy bank? Whether it's looking at yourself in the mirror and just saying like, I'm amazing or be kind or just, you know, connecting in with your body, whether it's saying no to a cake order because it's going to bring you no joy uh, whether it's asking your husband to say, you know, can you, can you take our son tonight? Cause I want to go for a walk or I want to go to the gym or I want to go out for coffee with the girlfriends, making that time for you and making sure that you're not the last thing on the priority list. And that's what I've really, I want to reflect back to you. I've watched you nudge yourself up the priority list in your life where you're really at the, at the top now. It doesn't mean you're loving your son less or you're not taking care of him or your husband. You actually have more to give them now because you're showing up as a more whole person. Right. Right. Absolutely. I, I definitely, um, you know, around to, to that point, um, a lot of the work we've done is around 
me not obtaining or expecting or needing that validation from external um, and that coming from internal internally and and that has been very very um life-changing as well because that that then frees me up from being the, the people pleaser and do and putting myself last it's it, it it frees it gets rid of that pressure of having to put yourself last because if you don't do for everyone else and you're not going to get what you think your need from them. And so, um, I'm, I'm learning. I'm not, you know, I'm not superwoman and I still have moments. Um, but I am learning that, you know, that needs to come from me first. And then anything comes from external is just icing on the cupcake. Icing on the cupcake, right? <laughs> yeah. What I see with a lot of my clients is they are such big hearted people. They genuinely care right? And I toss myself into this category as well. So we get, every time we give, every time we help, we get an emotional hit. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. We get an emotional hit out of it. It makes us feel good. And there's nothing right. wrong with that. But when we're not willing to receive from other people, we block the natural flow of energy. And what we really need to focus on is receiving from ourselves, right? Right. So that internal validation is acknowledging every single day, the things that make you uniquely you or simply celebrating that, you know, you made the most amazing cupcakes today, or, you know, you, you did something big and bold at work, but actually acknowledging our own personal accomplishments and how we showed up in the day. Right. We can right. internally validate the fact that we looked in the mirror and didn't look away. Right. Right. So how do you, do you have any kind of daily practice around uh, giving yourself that internal validation and really celebrating you on a daily basis? So, well, the one thing I, I do um, is, and this is going to maybe sound a little kooky, but I do have um, a, I do the mirror thing. So I still do my mirror thing. And now what I'm doing um, is after I, you know, do my regular regimen, um, then I, I really think about, okay, so what did I do good for you today? Meaning my body and, and what, what did I do to help you be the best? And so um, those then during that time, then I, I recognize, you know, choices I've made um, or didn't make. And then, you know, um, acknowledge the ones that maybe could have been better choices. Um, the other thing I do too is I make sure that um, I am um, present. And this is some, I don't remember what conversation, one of our sessions, um, you talked a little bit about not being or the difference between your two kids raising your, your younger boy versus your older son and how, um, you know, not your older son was a different experience for you. Um, and you're much more present with your new, with your new, your younger son, sorry. Um, and so I am, I am also doing that, paying attention, very close attention to, you know, I only have a few hours by the time, by the time I get home um, before it's bedtime. So I really am trying to dedicate um, you know, a lot of that time to him without my phone in hand, not without answering emails, without answering text messages, so that he knows that although I may be gone most of the day, um, you know, at the bakery, that when I'm home, I'm, I'm there and, and available. And, and I think um, 
it's changing our relationship, believe it or not. Um, he's very much different in the last few months, um, much more connected to me um, and, and initiates a lot of contact with me where he was not doing that previously. So um, that's something that, I mean, and as you know, he's like just my be all end all. So that's just super, super, um, I love that. I'm getting emotional. Right. Um, that, but what yeah. you've done there is that as women and high performing, high achieving women, we got all these things to do, all the balls to juggle. We think that by multitasking, we're doing more, but we're not, we're actually doing like we're not really showing up for things. What I encourage people to do is less better and get present. So I'm never going to be the round the clock mom. You're never going to be the round the clock mom. So it was looking, right. how can I make this time really quality time? How can I get really present and focused? Because if you're out for coffee with a friend and you're on the phone, they're not going to tolerate that. But we expect our kids to tolerate it because we think they don't notice but they do. So in getting present, you've given him that gift and you've given you that gift. And I think it's so important that we also teach our kids what it means to unplug. Cause I know all my right. kids, they don't even <laughs> what's unplugged mom. Like when we take them to the lake and there's no Wi-Fi, you would think that, you know, I've taken Antarctica. So I really love that. I really also want to acknowledge you for the letting go that you've done with your son as well instead of you know yes. monique really wanted so one of the things i see with many of my clients they want to control all the pieces and control <laughs> is usually about safety it's it gives us this if we control all the things we're going to be safe we're going to be okay nothing bad will happen to us but it's an illusion we don't really have control right. but we start controlling things we don't need to control like you know whether or not he puts on his entire spider-man costume <laughs> mask and all mask and all for bed which i loved i saw that on facebook and i'm like i love him <laughs> right instead of you like literally um you know micromanaging every single right. thing he puts on allowing him to explore and be free and realizing you're not going to die if your kid goes to school with mis mismatched socks and a shirt that clashes with the shorts yeah, that was a huge day too. Like uh, letting go. I remember that now. Gosh, I'm having all these lovely flashbacks of all of our amazing things we've done. But yeah, I super control freak when, it, especially when it comes to him, what he looked like, um, and because I think to our work, you know, I, I I realized that it was more about what others thought of what he looked like rather than what he really looked like, and how that would reflect to them what kind of parent I was. Um, and so I always wanted everything matching and you know beautiful looking very coordinated and neat and clean. And he's just at a point now where he is just not having it and he wants to do his own thing. And so um, there was a few days there where I was just struggling every morning. And then finally one day after talking with you, um, I just said, okay, he's just gonna, you pick it, whatever you want, you can wear. And it was the worst outfit I'd ever seen. It was pink and, no, it was purple, red, and green. Um, it was terrible. And I had to drive him to school that morning. It was my morning to drive him. And I'm going, okay, I can do this because it doesn't matter. He's a kid and he can wear what he wants. And it doesn't mean I'm a bad parent because his socks are green and his shirt is red. Um, and so I got over it. And so now, honestly, I, I don't even bother with his clothes. Like he totally picks everything out. And, and if he doesn't match. Where are you at in terms of 
letting go of other people judging you because here's the thing people are always going to judge us but when we're constantly focused on doing things in our lives or altering ourselves to try and avoid judgment what we're really doing again is saying i'm not good enough unless right. i'm accepted by everybody and everybody likes me and i belong and it's a losing battle because like i said people are always going to judge so it's that willingness to come back and say i am just going to do me and let go of that because by holding on to this belief and I got to avoid the judgment, it allowed you to perpetuate that I'm not good enough story. So I'd love to hear where you're at with that. So the way I see it now, and, and, you know, I still, I can't, I can't say that I don't cringe a little um, with some of his choices um, for his clothes, but you know, I, I, I flipped it in my head that, people will think I'm really super cool mom because I let him do that. Like I let him love it. wear what he wants. Um, and so, you know, like he'll go, he'll go to the aquarium in full on Sonic the Hedgehog costume. Hey, he's a cool kid. Look at, look at how cool he is that his mom lets, lets him <laughs> wear whatever um, out in public. So I, I, whatever. You know, how amazing, what an amazing lesson for him because he's going to grow up right? Hopefully he'll hold on to that spirit because we all, I think, hit that age where we look to our right and our left and we're like, oh, oh, maybe this isn't cool. And that's when we actually start. So this starts for all of us at a really early age when we start realizing, oh, wait a minute, I'm different from this person or I'm different from this person. And we start layering up with all these beliefs and rules and I have to avoid this and I have to be afraid of this. And you know, it's when we hit our late thirties, early forties that we're like, oh, why am I wearing all of these things that aren't mine? So I really hope that you continue to nurture that in him to not be worried about what anybody else thinks of him. Be kind, um, but <laughs> to just really embrace that spirit and letting him have it. And hopefully yeah. you are letting go of you feeling like you're being judged by other people. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I, I list, I've listened to, you know, I've done a lot of, of work, um, through through you but because of you um with you know a lot of i've listened to lots and rachel hollis is a big one for me i love her i just she just speaks to me she speaks my language um but um you know it is what it is and and it's not going to um it doesn't it doesn't determine who I, how well i'm doing as a mom if he you know if he wears something crazy like i actually think it's kind of cool now that he really does I that. Think I think it's amazing. I love when I see kids dressed in full princess regalia or, you know, costume <laughs> and they're out and about. I, I love it. Yeah. I also know that you did something that you were a f really in your head about for a long time and fear of judgment. We talked about you going to the pool and actually wearing a bathing suit and getting into the water. Yes. Yes. Um, so yeah, that, that, um, that, that has always been something for me. I've always either had a cover up on or most times I would not even get in the pool. I would stay on the side and, and, um, just watch from the side. Um, but through, again, through our work, um, I'm just doing a lot of things that I just would not normally think possible and so now you know I go and I get in and I don't care who's there I'm just there to be there with my boy and we're having fun and I'm not rushing to get out of there because I'm uncomfortable um it just we just have fun and we're just there and present 
in that moment. Um, and it's, it's just, it's, I, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's changed. It's changed so much. That's life changing. Yeah. That's life changing when you have the freedom to actually get in the game of your life and right. be present instead of sitting on the sidelines, not being in the photos, not getting in the bathing suit, right? I could list a gazillion things that women avoid doing because they're so worried about other people's judgment, but the truth is they're judging, you know, they're judging themselves. Right. So I think that that's really powerful. How do you feel about your body now? Because, you know, a lot of women really struggle and I know we had this conversation. How do I accept my body when I don't like it? Yeah. And if I accept it, does that mean I'm never going to lose weight? So right. you have lost weight. I have. It's happened yeah. with ease because you haven't yes. even really tried. It's come back to those. I'm just going to make choices that nurture my body. I'm going to move my body. But you learned to like, love, accept your body. <coughs> it's okay. Long before you lost weight. Do you want yeah. to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so um, it, that that was a big struggle for me in terms of what you explain what you said earlier about accepting versus liking versus being comfortable, and so I, I just really struggled with that. And I think on your one of your, um, I need to get a drink. Hold on. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Um, if I can barbecue chicken on a podcast episode. <laughs> you can take a sip of water. Okay, it's all good. Um, one of your uh, your podcasts, you you brought this up about how do you you know how do you accept it without how do you like yourself and accept it but not stay there? Like my concern was when you said that to me, I was like, you're nuts! Like you can't because then don't you just stay there and then you get fatter and bigger and you know nothing changes. And so you know we talked through that and and I had I started working through okay. The, and really through the mirror work is really what um, really was the catalyst to it. Um, just saying, okay, this is what it is right now. Um, and what can I do? Um, so I, I definitely understand, like I understand that my body will do what I ask it to do if I give it the fuel to, to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so if, if I'm giving it fuel that is sugar and, you know, junk and not really good for it, it's going to do what I'm asking it to do. Because basically by doing that, what I'm asking it to do is just get fat. Um, if I want it to be healthy, if I feed it healthy stuff um, and stuff that's going to be, you know, real fuel to my body, it then will respond in that in that manner so that's basically what i did i i'm not a big workout person right now i just haven't gotten there yet um but i felt like what i could do very easily with minimal effort without having to change a whole lot of stuff is just make good choices make not good choices but make better choices um that would um give my body what it needed to do what I wanted to do. And that is to be healthy. So, um, and so I basically just started making better choices. And so instead of eating the cheeseburger, I would get a grilled chicken. I didn't feel deprived. I just felt, okay, my body really needs chicken as opposed to the, front, the, the cheeseburger. If, if I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Um, and so it's just happened. And really in the last, it's been eight, nine weeks now, um, I'm down, my math is really terrible. And I say that as a business owner, probably is terrible to say that, but my math is bad. Um, I think I'm down, I think 24, 
um, pounds in the last nine weeks. And I really honestly have not gone to the gym at all. I've done two yoga classes though in the last week, believe it or not, because <laughs> I'm and feeling more excited. And no obsessing about food. No. No. So yeah. what I want you guys to hear is as Monique changed the thoughts and beliefs she was caring about herself, right? When we step into that place of feeling worthy and partnering with our body and no longer feeding our body toxic thoughts, right? Because it's abusive when we're in our heads telling ourselves toxic thoughts every day. When we stop doing that, when we start approaching um, our body with love and compassion and respect and admiration, now taking action, eating healthier foods is coming from a, I want to respect my body. I want to love my body. Whereas when you're trying to eat healthier and you're still thinking toxic thoughts, what you're saying to your body is, I'm going to make you eat this, but it's like punishment. I want you to change. I'm punishing you. We're not good enough. If I lose weight, then I'll be good enough. Then I'll feel confident. Then I'll feel better about myself. And that is so ass backwards. We have to feel better about ourselves first and then making the choices to support it because we're being a different person now. That will just come naturally. Right, right. People are terrified of that. They're afraid if they accept their body, like you said, they're going to gain a gazillion pounds. So they believe if they don't stay in this place of punishment and being hard on themselves, they'll never be motivated to change, which is the exact opposite. When you actually care about something, when something matters to you, you will show up for this. And if you don't believe, right, look at your relationships with your kids, with your partner, with your friends, with your business. If it matters to you, you will put love and attention on it. So if you start mattering to yourself, you'll start putting love and attention on it instead of like, I have to do this. You're not good enough. And why can't you change? And Right. I, 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 I'm telling you, Lisa, when you first said that to me, I was like, this woman is nuts. Like, there's no way. I mean, we're all taught, you know, weight loss has to be terrible and torture and you got to, you know, deprive yourself and be, you know, this maniac in the gym, 99 hours a day. Um, I just thought you were nuts. I was like, that's just not going to work. And then I, I just started doing it. And then it's just happening. I'm like, I get on the scale and I have to be careful because I'll get obsessive. Um, so I, I only allow myself once a week to get on. Um, but it's like, whoa, the first week I was like, what, how did that happen? And I didn't recall, like, I never felt that during that time that I was missing out on anything that I didn't, you know, I mean, I even, I even, on, I go on date nights and date nights mean frozen margaritas and it is what it is. And I'm still, you know, dropping. And so, um, which date night, that's another huge thing that started um, since we um, started working together. You and I worked together. Um, and that's been huge and, and very, um, a really great, great, great result of our work um, is me being able to spend that quality time again with my husband, which is really awesome. So I'm sorry, I jumped. No, I jumped. that's great because it really, it just brings it full circle because this whole journey you know, people think that it's about food and their bodies, but our bodies are a symptom. Our bodies physically show us what's going on on the inside. And when we stop looking at the symptom and we start really embracing who we are, taking responsibility for those thoughts, creating the life we want, instead of waiting 
well, when this happens, then I'll be happy. You know, it's the when then scenario. Right. Right. So ultimately you're losing weight, but that now out of all the, the transformational things that have happened in your life is like the smallest piece. It's like the most insignificant piece. It's like, that's the cherry on top, right? Like that's the bonus. Right. right if I right. said to you, you'd, you could have only lost those pounds and none of the other results would have come you would probably have chosen to keep the weight and have all the other results. Right. 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 It's, it's, it's fascinating where this work can take you. So I am just so proud of you. I would love for you to tell people because you've talked about this mirror work a few times and I know people are going to be like, well, what are you doing? (laughs) So why don't you tell everybody what this looks like for you? And when I first asked you to do this, (laughs) she did not throw confetti in the air. (laughs) <laughs> nope that that was not what happened <laughs> no, I think you actually had to go out and buy the mirror because like you said you I had did. mirrors in your in your house that were for below the neck I did I did so yeah so um to one of in one of our sessions we had talked and, and I don't, you were talking about um you know this accepting of, of your body and I recognized during that conversation and I said to you like you know I won't even look in the mirror. Like I won't, like we don't have any mirrors that are not from the neck up. Um, anything long, lower than the neck, we don't have in the house. Um, and I like, I won't even go to the store to try clothes on because there's three mirrors. Like it's like 20, it's like 360 or 180. And that's just like, oh heck no. So, um, you know, you said, okay, I want you to go out and get a full length mirror. And, and um, you told me to write on the mirror with a marker or whatever, um, be kind. And then you told me to spend, um, in the beginning, you said just a few minutes, just standing there, just recognizing and acknowledging um, the current state and what it looked like and and identify things that I liked about it. Um, The Identifying the liking part was really difficult in the beginning, to be honest. and it's actually gotten easier since I listened to your podcast about this because you, you came up with some really good ones. So I'm like, wow, I didn't even think about that. Um, and so what I do is I spend now, I do it twice a day, actually, in the morning um, before I get dressed. I stand full there looking and I turn to the side, each side. Um, and then I, I, I do my um, accepting and, and um I literally have a conversation with my body, which is kind of crazy, I guess, when I think about it. It's not crazy at all. Would you have a conversation with your partner? You love him, right? Like this is part of the uncomfortable. This is why it's like awkward and uncomfortable because what I ask my clients to do is actually have a relationship with themselves. So it requires a conversation. You'd been ignoring You've been cut off from the neck down for most of your life. You've been ignoring this entire part of you. So of course you're going to have a conversation with your body. And it's only weird if you choose to make it weird. Right. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. Right? It's so, working. So who cares? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, and so I do that. Um, and I, I do, you know, again, I'll have conversations, um, and I make agreements with myself, um, you know, like I, I'm agreeing now that I'm going to start adding physical activity into the mix. And so I've been doing yoga twice a week, only two days. And those are the two roughest days ever because <laughs> they're so hard. I didn't know yoga could be so difficult. Yoga um, is it, hard. It's, 
It is. I thought like, oh, that's for people who like to meditate and sit. No, no, no. <laughs> not at all. So um, that's been um, fun. And so I just feel like I just am, I'm not beating myself up. Any, you know, when I, as I walk past the mirror, I'm not like turning away. I'm like, oh, check out that, you know, um, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> but I do it now. I catch myself doing it a couple of times. Um, and since I did the yoga, like I'm already recognizing like changes in like my legs and, and what have you. And so I'm like, oh, wow, look at you, you know? So I love that. And I want to give everybody listening permission to look at themselves in the mirror and admire themselves. Because I think as women, we've been told like, don't have an ego. So then we've disconnected from ourselves, right? Like we're allowed you know, whether you believe God, the universe, whatever your thing is, you are given this amazing vehicle to do life in. It gives you so many things, right? Yeah. Our ability to hug our kids, go for walks, all our, you know, senses. Yet we disregard the fact that every single day, every single hour, every single minute, every single second, it is showing up for us and keeping us alive. If we can't look at ourselves in the mirror and appreciate it, and you don't have to be a size two. You can be any shape or size. It's simply saying like, thank you. I'm so grateful that I get right. to have this amazing vehicle because our bodies really are. I don't know if you've ever seen, what is that show where he like, they will put it on in like science places where you can see all the anatomy, like the real muscles. And I can't remember what it's called. Anyways, it's crazy. You can see the whole, they're real people, real cadavers, horses and people and okay. stuff where you can, they've got them in motion so you can see the body. I'll try and look it up. I'll put it in the show notes. Phenomenal. Okay. A little creepy, okay. but amazing. Our bodies are so phenomenal and we, we literally step over them every single day. We don't value them. And right. by, by looking in the mirror, we're saying, I value this. I value that it gives me life. So I may not like everything about it, but hot damn, I get to do my life because I have this container. It deserves right. my attention. And women in particular, you know, our feminine energy grounded in our body. When was the last time you even put your hands on yourself? Right? right. Like, and actually like touched your legs and touched your stomach and touched your butt and just, oh, this is me. So right. I really appreciate the fact that you've so committed to this and then you're reaping the rewards of it. You know, it's been such an honor and pleasure it's every client I get to work with. I'm so in awe of them. I get off calls and I'm just like, wow, I get to work with such amazing women who really show up for themselves. And that's kind of what, you know, if you choose to work with me, you don't really have a choice. You cannot hide from no, me. It's uh, not I, happening. Ask, I ask very hard questions and my job <laughs> is to, to facilitate transformation. I'm not going to let you stay in a state of suffering. That's not my job. So I know that this interview and you having the courage to share your story because I know it's vulnerable to talk about this stuff. It's very personal is going to help so many people listening because so many women are going to hear this and recognize that they can do this for themselves too and that it doesn't need to be hard and that it really just starts with learning how to love themselves, learning how to identify the things they're telling themselves about themselves and that it's possible for anybody. Is there any kind of closing statement or anything you want to say to leave the listeners with just that know that you are worth it and you are enough that those two things um if you can get that the rest of it just 
just comes easy. Well, yeah, it comes easy. And those two things that are the hardest to get, to get past. Isn't it interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Because we come into this world like just perfect. If you think about your son, right? As soon as you had him in your arms, he didn't have to do anything to deserve being loved and belonging. He was worthy, like right out of the gate. We all are. So what makes us believe that as we've gotten older and life is life, that suddenly we're not deserving of that? We are. Right. We don't have to fight for it. We don't have to prove it. We don't have to go out there and get other people to tell us and know, you know, you're self-worthiness fairy is not going to show up at your front door. It's something that every single person needs to claim for themselves. And when you really make that commitment to yourself saying, I am going to have an amazing relationship with myself because you're, you know, we're all our own special snowflakes, everything changes. So your reality, your reality reflects your internal thermometer about yourself. So that's right. start on the inside out, not on the outside in. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing this time with me. I can't wait to get this episode out into the world and let people hear your story because I know it's going to be so helpful. I adore you. Thank you, my dear. It's been amazing. Okay, we'll talk. <laughs> yes. And I'll yes, darling. On the next episode. If you're like most of the women I work with, You just took in Monique's story and thought, wow, that sounds just like me. And if that's the case, then just like Monique, amazing results and transformation is available to you. I'm going to be opening the doors to Weight Loss from Within very, very soon. And if you want to make sure that you don't miss that opportunity to create your own peace and happiness and joy in your body from the inside out, make sure you get your name on the wait list. You'll be at the front of the line when doors open and we'll be the first to know about the amazing bonuses. So just simply go to lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WFW waitlist. Again, that's lisacarpenter.ca forward slash WFW waitlist. And I can't wait until we open the doors and see you inside this 30-day live transformational program. Your entire life can change in 2020.